settling into the present moment. Allowing your body to relax. It's often helpful to begin a period of meditation with checking in to see if the body and mind are relaxed. It can be helpful to scan through your body, checking for areas of tension and consciously relaxing the muscles of the body. Particularly in places where you may hold tension. around the eyes or the jaw. In the neck and shoulders. Throughout the torso. And check into whether there's any tension held in your buttocks and hips. Sometimes we unconsciously tighten that area. See if you can relax those muscles. Scanning through and checking into whether there's any obvious or subtle muscular tension in the body. Having relaxed as much as possible the muscles of the body, I often find it helpful to relax the core of the body, allowing opening to a relaxation behind your eyes. Relaxing inside your throat. Relax your heart. And your lungs. Let go of tension in your stomach. your intestines. All the organs inside 
your abdominal cavity. And see too if you can relax your mind. One way to approach this is to think of your brain as if it were a muscle. See if you can relax your brain. Letting go of thoughts of the past, the future, even thoughts of the present moment in favor of connecting with actual felt experience here and now. There's nowhere to go, no one to be and very little to do right now. Having relaxed your body and mind as much as you have access to in this moment, allowing your attention to open to the experience of hearing Receiving the sounds. (coughs) Subtle sounds and obvious sounds. Distant sounds and sounds nearby. Allowing the sounds to come and go, receiving them almost as if you were listening to music. Letting go now of directing the attention to hearing, 
allowing the attention to settle into the body, connecting to the sense of the body sitting here, receiving the sensations in the body, almost as if you were listening to them. within the body, connecting to your anchor, the breathing, the sense of the whole body, hearing, whatever your anchor is. Receiving, relaxing, and allowing the anchor to come to you rather than having a sense of going out and looking for the experience. Settle back and see if you can allow that experience to find you. As you rest with this anchor for your attention, other experiences will arise and be known. Other body sensations, pressure, heat, tension, coolness, tightness, lightness, heaviness, Thoughts, sounds, smells. There's no need to hold tightly to the anchor as if that were somehow a better object. Any experience can be used to cultivate mindfulness. We can open to any experience. So as other experiences arise, allow mindfulness to connect with those. 
one experience that may come up from time to time is emotion. When emotions arise, it can be helpful to acknowledge them with a gentle, soft note. Whatever the emotion is, happiness, fear, loneliness, sadness, Just a quiet whisper in the mind, acknowledging the emotion. You might recognize an emotion because of a strong pattern of thinking. We often understand emotion through thought. If you notice that a strong pattern of thinking is recurring, check in and see if there's an emotion underneath. Often if that emotion is acknowledged, the thoughts will diminish. When emotions are strong, it's very helpful to recognize how the emotion feels in the body. There's a very strong connection between the mind and the body, especially around emotion. So if there's an emotion, check into how the body experiences the emotion. Emotions will come and go as all other experiences come and go. Being open in your meditation to whatever arises for you. Sights, sounds, smells, 
moods, emotions, thoughts. And if ever it seems helpful, using the anchor for attention to ground and connect with mindfulness.
I have a few more thoughts to say about emotion. If you're using the noting practice and uh, using that to support your mindfulness, it's not necessary with emotions if you don't know what the emotion is to figure it out, to have a precise label for the, for the emotion. If you know that you're having some kind of an emotion but don't really know what it is, a simple note of emotion or feeling is fine. So you don't need to figure out what the emotion is. And I encourage you to not try to figure it out, in fact. Sometimes, too, we have experiences with emotions where it feels like there's a, a chaotic flow of many different emotions, of anger and frustration and fear and loneliness and sadness. And so it can feel just like this chaos of emotions. And it... it feels a little bit odd to try to pick out one of those to name that complex of emotions as with the noting. So you could just use chaos. Chaos is happening right now. Or confusion. So it's not necessary to have a precise note Actually, for the noting in general, um, you know, if you're experiencing hearing or in the daily practice seeing, uh, it's not necessary to be detailed about what you're hearing or seeing. Just a simple note of hearing or seeing is sufficient. So simplicity with the noting, whatever is obvious for you, is, uh, is helpful as a note. And then I wanted to say something about how, the, how thoughts and emotions work together. There's a very tight connection between thinking and emotions, it seems at least in our uh, culture. The, when we have a, a strong emotions, they often produce a lot of thoughts. It seems as though the emotion is trying to get our attention through producing thoughts. So there's a very tight connection. If we're having strong emotion, thoughts will manifest. And so if you're having a strong pattern of thinking, you may well have an emotion, especially a pattern of thinking that is coming up repetitively. There may well be an emotion underneath it. A lot of planning thoughts, for instance, may have some anxiety underneath it. So if you can, in noticing a pattern of thinking, recognize an emotion underneath it, the emotion may be trying to get your attention. And so actually bringing the attention to the emotion in that time, that's what the emotion wants. And it is, uh, it doesn't need to then rattle the cage and start producing all these thoughts. So the, the thoughts can often quiet down if you attend to the emotion itself. So emotions produce thoughts, and thoughts produce emotions. You may notice this in your sitting. You're sitting quietly, and 
suddenly a memory arises. This often happens. A memory arises in our, in our experience. And we react to that memory, as Joseph was mentioning last night. So if a thought arises that we have a, a feeling about, that feeling can arise because of, because of the thought. And so there's a very strong link between the two. So exploring this in your experience. There's also a fairly strong link between emotions and bodily experience. I don't know that I'd go so far to say that all emotion is experienced in the body, but there's, there's often a physical correlate to emotion. Very, very often there's a physical correlate to emotion. Anger perhaps feels like pressure and heat. Loneliness may feel like heaviness. Sadness may have constriction in the throat or in the heart. So there, there's all, all, often physical sensations that come along with emotions. And this is a great place to ground our attention uh, if the emotion is strong. It helps to pull us, to, to bring us out of the, the mental world into the physical. It's very grounding to bring the attention into the body when we're paying attention to emotions. And if you are using the noting and you bring the attention into the body when you're paying attention to emotions. If you're using the noting, I encourage you to let go of the note of the emotion. So if you're noting fear, for example, noting fear, fear, fear is happening. And then you notice there's a contraction in your abdomen that's associated with the fear. When you um, turn to that experience, use the note contraction rather than fear because the physical sensations are not the emotion. They are the physical sensations. Contraction is contraction. The fear is a mental experience and you're attending to physical experience. So it's very helpful to clarify what you're actually paying attention to, to use the note of the physical sensations you're experiencing as opposed to the emotion. And this also points to another cycle that happens for us. Body, uh, body sensations arise because of emotions. So emotions, when emotions arise, there's a physical correlate of those emotions. Physical sensations can also arise in the absence of emotion. A contraction in the throat, for example, can arise just because a contraction in the throat is arising. And if there's a familiarity with contraction in the throat being linked to a particular emotion, sometimes what the mind will do is feel that contraction and then start to assign an emotion to it and actually construct the emotion. So it's very helpful to be attuned to the difference between the body and the mind here. If you're feeling 
heaviness and pressure in your heart. Maybe it is sadness. Maybe there's a sadness there. Maybe not. So kind of hold an open mind about the, uh, the fact that an emotion may or may not be present with particular body sensations. I often find if I end up with a particular sensation in the body, a feeling similar to frustration, for instance, I will notice the mind starts scanning the environment to find out what I'm frustrated about. So be, be aware that this, this kind of cycle also happens in our minds and bodies. So do you have any questions about your... Yes, in the back. This is a very uh, common question, I think, Um, and particularly around choice and intention. You know, this is a very powerful place where we identify. Um, The way I'd suggest working with it is just to notice that there is a feeling of me or I doing that. Um, The way, at least in my own experience, the way to begin to study no self is to study the self. It's to study what... Uh, what feels like self. So anytime it feels like there's a sense of self, get familiar with that. What is it that you are calling self there? Um, So that's one aspect in terms of the exploration of self and no self. The other piece about who's making the choice, I mean, this this came up, I think, a few mornings ago. Um, Now, I've had times in my practice where I've seen choice being made, choices are made, and it's clear that the choices are coming out of conditions. Those conditions either have the habit of greed, aversion, and delusion behind them, or wisdom behind them. So choices are made by greed, aversion, delusion, Our choices are made by wisdom. There's no I making the choice. The choices are made by the confluence of patterns and uh, mind states that are arising in the moment. If it feels like you have a choice, choose skillfully. enlightenment factors kind of coming and going and I'm 
curious, um, other than the way they're listed in the, in the list, are there proximate causes for um, Tamavijaya, Virya, and also um, Sukha that leads to concentration, which is from another list? Just kind of because I see those come and go, and I, I'm interested in what, what are the other conditions around them that support them? This is a whole talk. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, yes. So the question is around the seven factors of, of awakening. I think you said aside from the order of the list itself, what conditions support the arising of the seven factors? In particular, interest, energy, and concentration. What what conditions support those the the arising of those? Um, it's it, it's a huge topic. Um, the main thing that I would encourage you. I mean the the um, uh, the seven factors are in that order, and they they do each support each other in that order. So mindfulness, when we bring uh, the sense of mindfulness, it supports that interest. Um, interest um, can also be generated through a little more precision of attention, um, bringing a little closer uh, attention to it, but not a tight attention. Energy arises, um, and and as I talked about energy, energy arises through the application of um, of our mindfulness. Energy also arises from, um, um, it can arise from a sense of spiritual urgency. So for instance, a reflection on your own um, impermanence can bring energy into the system. Um, So there's many, many uh, factors that support it. So in your own experience, notice, as you're noticing the arising of these factors, can you notice what is supporting that arising in the moment? And I believe there will be um, a talk on the seven factors at some point, so we will talk in more detail about that. And we need to stop. So um, are there any announcements this morning? Be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> the announcement this morning, be mindful. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.